All right, Kylie. Um, good morning, everybody. This is An Educated Life, which is a Christian higher education podcast where every week we talk to educators, leaders, and students who are passionate about college life and the college experience. I am Minzu Choi, and I am your host this morning, and I am jo- uh, joined by someone very, very cool. She is a senior um, English major at George Fox University. She is in the honors program. What other facts can I say about her? Loves poetry, loves writing and literature, and is an RA this year in residence life. Please welcome Kylin Noel Palpant. Hello. <laughs> Kylie, how are you feeling? I'm doing great. Welcome to the podcast. Thanks, man. I'm glad that you agreed to do this. This is usually our one-on-one time. And in our one-on-one times, we usually talk about things that, you know, are really fascinating. So I thought it would be a great opportunity to actually export (laughs) our one-on-one time and talk about some really fun things. Sounds good. Sounds good? Yeah. I'm excited. Um, So we're kind of in the middle of the semester now. Mm -hmm. And um, I was wondering if you could just share just overall... How are you doing at this point in the semester? What the first half of the semester felt like, was like for you? It's been a really good semester so far. (laughs) Um, The first half has been very, very busy and full of a lot of different events and friendships and things to do. Mm -hmm. But overall, just very, very exciting and has gotten a lot of community out of it and yeah. a lot of good friendships and a lot of good experience yeah i was actually wondering we've talked about this a little bit but this is your senior year yes it is do you feel like senior year is different than all the other years in some ways <laughs> um i think you know i think every single year is very different from like equally different yeah yeah it's like I've noticed that every single year is very different from the other and I think that senior year is no different it's very different experiences Mm -hmm. it's a very different setup and it's um, I think the ways that friendships change and the ways that classes change and our learning experiences has made it very different from all the other years yeah but I mean I have to imagine that Mm -hmm. you're thinking about future more yes a lot maybe more so than all the other years yes that you've been at Fox yes and um, you mentioned like relationship changes I want mm-hmm. to actually talk about that for a second here mm-hmm. like because I know that you have a really really sweet core group of friends mm-hmm. and those have developed over the last few years yes and like when you talk about like relationship changes that have happened um, are you more like thinking about in the past or even this year you've also experienced a lot of changes in relationship dynamics amongst friends um i think both yeah um i think that friendships have often felt very um in motion Mm -hmm. over the course of my life and there's a lot of friendships this year that have been have gotten even closer than they have before and then there's a lot of friendships that have surprised me and have come into my life that I didn't expect. Yeah. Um, and I think that's been a really, really cool experience. 
and uh, you know there's some friends that I don't get to see as much and um, those are just as much a part of it as any yeah how important has peer relationships been for you um, for your college experience like tell me a little bit about what community has um, been for you um, what it means to you that's a big question. Yeah, we'll start anywhere though. <laughs> um, I mean, I community is extremely important to me. I yeah. think that it's a core part of my education, and that's a core part of what it means to learn. Um, I think that uh, being part of different communities, whether that's Res Life or uh, the Honors Program or my church or um, you know, any one of my friend groups, I think each of them has uh, revealed certain things about who I am and about who God is and about uh, what it means to be a student. Mm-hmm. Um, it has been really important. And I also think that a lot of what I've learned about, well, I guess, how to learn has been through hearing the stories of my friends mm-hmm. and through having them listen to me because I think that that listening and conversational aspect is really key to any part of my education. Did you have like kind of an inkling that it would be like this? Like when you think about all that you've experienced over the last few years and um, are you kind of surprised or like how, how do you how do you think about the types of relationships that you've made and and you mentioned like learning like the type of person you've become mm-hmm. um, in your fourth year at Fox. Like tell me a little bit about that. Reflect on that a little bit. Um, yeah, I, I think in some ways it's not too surprising, um, because I'm still the same person and I'm still have the same core desires and interests and, um, longings. But I think that in a lot of ways, I've also been surprised by the ways that I've grown, Mm um, and the friendships that have just sort of sprung up in my life. I don't think I could have expected them but I think that's how the best friendships are that sometimes it's the people who are the opposite of you or who uh, you just don't see coming that end up growing you the most and who end up pouring into you more than anyone else Um, so I guess in answer to your question yes and no yeah Um, yeah what what's like one specific thing that you feel like you've learned about yourself that actually kind of came from friends or other people like mentors professors Mm -hmm. um i think um i think there's a sense in which i mean this is a very broad thing to mention but confidence itself has been a huge part of that Mm -hmm. that uh my my professors my mentors um some of my closest friends have been the ones who have pointed out in me the things that uh are really unique to how I I work in the world and how I am as a leader. And I think that that's been really important to me because I think it's given me a sense of uh, what, the, what specifically those things are and how they tangibly work in my life and how to best express those to other people. And I think growing that confidence has been huge. Yeah. Um, and I think they've also, in the midst of that, been able to say to show me the things that I struggle with and then call me out on those things and um, like 
my tendency to not be comfortable in uncomfortable situations. That's that's a huge one, and yeah. it's something that I get. I I'm constantly pushed into by my closest friends, and I'm really thankful for that. Yeah. Does that like what does that mean for you though? Like what does that unlock Wait, about your life? Which which part? Well, just that last last part of like <laughs> being in a good way pressured into those situations to try out those situations like what have you discovered about that challenge and like kind of kind of boldly going into those situations and things like that what has that been for you well it's actually been probably a lot of this year has been exploring that Mm -hmm. um i think that it's very easy for me to want to make people comfortable and to feel very loved and um, at peace with themselves and I think that that's a good thing but I also think that there's a sense in which um, part of my calling and my vocation as a Christian and as a leader is to also be okay with sitting in in discomfort and even making people uncomfortable at some points Mm -hmm. in good ways because I know that that's how I've grown in many ways is being in those situations. And I think that's really hard for me because it means, uh, it means holding in tension some things that, you know, making people comfortable and loving people and also mm-hmm. wanting people to grow mm-hmm. and wanting to progress in certain relationships. Mm-hmm. So I think that the ability to sit in discomfort has become a huge part of me learning to be a better leader and also a better Christian and understand mm-hmm. God's work in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, I wanted to take a step back. Mm-hmm. Tell me, like, tell the listeners, like, a little bit about some important things about you. Like, what do you love? Um, what are some things that you feel like are really important to know about you right up front? Hmm. I mean, you mentioned quite a few of them. Yeah. I am a uh, English major. Mm-hmm. I really, really love reading. I'm a writer mm-hmm. um, of most genres. Um, I love rock climbing. Yeah. I, um, I am an RA. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm very close with my family. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, I'm I'm very interested in liturgy, mm-hmm. in faith, mm-hmm. um, and then also how all of those things like to communicate with one another in my life. Yeah, a lot of those things I feel like tap into what I know about you, which is like your creative side. Mm-hmm. You're a very expressive person, someone who really loves to be creative. Um, tell me a little bit. I mean, you sh- you mentioned earlier that you always had this inkling, this, this direction about what you wanted to explore and what you wanted to learn as you came into Fox. Like, you, you had this idea of, like, yeah, I want to be an English major. I want to write. I want to learn that craft. Um, well, first of all, like, what kind of solidified that coming into Fox? And how has that been confirmed or how has that been, like, encouraged and affirmed throughout the last few years? Mm-hmm. Well, 
I guess starting at the beginning, I did, I was pretty concrete coming into Fox that I wanted to be an English major because, yeah. you know, I love reading, I love writing, all of those things, mm. which I just sort of knew I liked those things and it figured like it seemed like a good option. But yeah. um, another important part, fact of that is that I was actually pretty, uh, I was a lot less concrete than I think most people would assume I was. Yeah. Um, I went into Fox considering eight different majors. Right. Um, including math and psychology and teaching English as a second language and French and a lot of different things. Yeah, that's all across um, the board. Yeah, I like calculus, which is super weird. So having yeah. all these different interests was very hard coming in. And um, and then as I went through Fox, I, I kept on... Um, wrestling with some of those things, whether I should be studying something else alongside English. Um, but I think what has made it more concrete for me is the fact that um, in studying English, I have, um, I think the fact that the hardest parts of studying English and of studying literature have made me love it more mm -hmm. is what makes me know that I sh am yeah. doing what I'm supposed to be doing. Yeah. Um, and also I think the fact that um, my classes and my writing and books have been the thing that have um, shown me the most about myself mm -hmm. out of all of the things that I study. Mm -hmm. It's not just fun. It's incredibly shaping in who I am yeah. and in how I see the world mm -hmm. and my faith. Mm -hmm. Tell me about like how the challenge of creativity has also kind of informed you in that way. Like, like I, I imagine because I'm like I like creating too, and I think everyone has an ability to be creative mm -hmm. and to create, but it is super hard because mm -hmm. it really does challenge you. You're, it, it makes you face yourself. It makes you think about like where you are at in the process. Mm -hmm. So like. Over the years, I'm sure you've had to flex that creative muscle a lot. Mm -hmm. um, tell me a little bit about that journey. And I'm curious, like, if you could also touch on what are those, like, harder spots? Mm -hmm. what, are you, what, what are you referring to in the process of becoming a better writer or becoming a more, um, a better, like, an expert in literature and, mm -hmm. and just pieces and things like that so i know that was, that was just flurry of questions <laughs> right there yeah but you can take it wherever you want okay like, that creative journey i'm really interested in what your process has been like yeah well i guess i can i'll start with the beginning of the journey mm -hmm. um one important thing to know is that i grew up uh being surrounded by writers mm -hmm. um my dad um my dad my aunt both my grandparents my both my uncle they're they're all published authors mm -hmm. and um in very various different uh areas um but as a result i grew up being surrounded by people who are very very passionate about writing and very committed to it not mm -hmm. just as a hobby but as something that yeah. they did um my grandpa would regularly quotes poetry at me because he thinks it's entertaining um <laughs> <laughs> which is, you know, that's just, this is how I grew up and it's a very quirky way to grow up. Yeah. 
and I think it's part of the reason why I love writing because I was surrounded and I was in a community growing up which I'm very thankful for and I'm very lucky to have where writing was something that was encouraged and it was it was seen as something that was I mean it was very uh real and important calling um but at the same time I think that that um that community made me also have a constant sense of how far I was away from being at that point as a writer. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think it's why I struggle with when I write, I often have each of those people looking over my shoulder, telling me whether I'm doing it right or not. Um, And while they've been huge encouragement, they've also been, uh, a, a pressure in my life I guess um, and I think that that's something that I'm I've had to to face and and uh, just see as see it as it is in my creativity um, and I think as I've gotten older writing has become more and more important to me and I've realized how much it is my something that is my own mm-hmm. and not something that I just inherited yeah. um, but I think it doesn't change the fact that (laughs) blank pages freak me out a lot Mm -hmm. and having the idea of conjuring up uh, something creative is really terrifying. Mm -hmm. makes me uncomfortable, which Mm -hmm. is something I'm working on sitting in as we mentioned before. Um, But I think it's also, I've also kind of had this realization that writing is a, um, it's kind of a sacred thing um, in that, it's a lot of writers, um, including a poet named Rilke, talk about the fact that writing is pretty mystical in that it's it's something that we can't really understand. Creativity itself is something that we can't really understand, and it kind of comes from nowhere. Mm-hmm. That's why the, the muse is something that's huge in literature. Um, and I think that that in and of itself is really terrifying, the fact that you kind of, in creativity, you kind of have to just sit and wait and it's not something you have to you get to go chase all the time Mm -hmm. um and so i think that's a huge part of what has been really difficult is i don't feel like i'm naturally good at it it's something i've just had to wait for and work really hard for Mm -hmm. and i think as i've gone into studying it um, as my major that's something that i've had to continually face Mm -hmm. is what does it mean to study literature and to really look into what how it works and why it's important while also being able to patiently sit and wait Mm -hmm. for creativity Mm -hmm. and um, express those things that I think are important without having people looking over my shoulder and just saying what I think and not necessarily needing to uh, make it perfect, I guess. Yeah. Like not just critic, like not like criticizing your work Mm -hmm. as you're writing it Mm -hmm. and just, just being more free to do that. Yeah, and also having the confidence to know that what I'm writing is important. Yeah. Um, it doesn't... It's, I mean, it's something that happens in every field, but it doesn't have to be compared with, mm-hmm. you know, my dad's writing or my aunt's or yeah. my friend's or something like that. Do you feel like there needs to be more writers in the world? Or are we pretty saturated? That is a good question. Mm-hmm. Um, I honestly, I'm not totally sure. I think it's hard to, I think that, um, 
I think I'd almost phrase it as not necessarily that we need more writers, but that we need more genuinely creative people Mm -hmm. because I think it's easy to just be a writer and just spew out things on a page Mm -hmm. without genuinely knowing the power of creativity and the view of the world that being really genuinely creative shapes in your mind and your worldview in the way that you approach people and I think that view of the world and that view of people is almost more important than (laughs) is almost more important than just the things that you might put on a page which is hard to say because I I know that the actual artwork itself is really important right that's well said and like I affirm that and and it, it was a (laughs) <laughs> it was a trap question. <laughs> no, you know, what I've really appreciated about you and in our one-on-ones, we've often talk about, talked about writing and the craft of writing. Mm-hmm. And I've always shor- shared with you, like, I don't feel like I'm a strong writer. <laughs> and I, I look back on my life and um, I have to, like, genuinely admit that I haven't been exposed to a lot of writers who can, like, help, help, other people write better. Mm-hmm. Like I just haven't had too many conversations like that. So you're actually one of the few people in my life, in my story, that I feel like, oh my gosh, just writing. I can be a better writer. It's I have the capabilities of improving and improving not just my writing of like this, you know, I, and I don't know. It's it not just like being a better writer, mm-hmm. like like writing words in a more eloquent <laughs> way, but actually uh, becoming a better disciplined writer mm-hmm. and having a process mm-hmm. because I can't escape it. Because as much as I love making videos and podcasts, what I've, what I've kind of discovered about the, my process is that writing is still at the core of it. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's the muscle that I've actually flexed the most. Like the education system that I grew up in mm-hmm. said write first, mm-hmm. right? I've never done an, a, a, an assignment, like a recording assignment or a video assignment, because I, I wasn't exposed to that, that kind of path. And I've, I found like my brain really works well in the creative process when I have like an outline, something written down, like words on a page. Mm-hmm. So I just have to say, first of all, thank you for just like being willing to like kind of share like that process a little bit, because I think I've like stolen like a couple of things from you. Uh, my favorite tidbit that you've given me is to write how you speak. Mm-hmm. I love that. That's like one of my favorite. It's like really simple, right? And it seems it seems like common sense, but it's not. Because what I found myself doing is writing. My writing voice is different than my actual voice. Mm-hmm. And actually creates uh, a bottleneck in the process because I'm actually not being as genuine as authentic as I can be. Mm-hmm. And I've always like um, grew up with this like notion that you should s- sound like the smartest possible <laughs> on, yep. on paper mm-hmm. because you can't like you can't back your you can't back up the paper. You're not always going to be there, right? So mm-hmm. like it has to be like polished mm-hmm. and perfect, and it has to be like it has to sound smart. Mm-hmm. And so I appreciate that a lot that you said, like, that's not actually, that might not be the best way to come at it. Good. Thanks, man. Yeah. I'm glad. It, I'm glad. Yeah. Do you remember that day? When we I do. About that? I yeah. do remember that. I think it's important. 
you chose um, to saturate your fourth <laughs> year, your senior year, with a really weird position, the resident assistant position. Yes. And you chose to be a part of Res Life. Yes. Um, and that's actually how our lives collide this mm-hmm. year, mm-hmm. that you are one of my RAs and I'm your, your AC, I'm your supervisor. Yes. So this is your space to <laughs> criticize me. This is your space oh. to tell me what's up. What has this experience been like for you? Wow. Wow. What a simple question. <laughs> um, well, men, being an RA has been fantastic. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> You're really good, AC. Nothing you say on this podcast will be used against you. I just want to give you your podcast Miranda rights. Oh, thanks, men. Really appreciate it. <laughs> feel really honored. <laughs> so it's been fantastic. Yes. I did yeah. not pay you to say that. No. You might later, though. <laughs> it is weird, though. It is an odd kind of thing. Yes, it is. Because um, I don't know if you would say this, but I imagine being a fourth year mm-hmm. um, and a senior who's deep in the midst of applications and thinking about future and thinking about what's next, mm-hmm. you're constantly being pulled back into Fox, like the core of Fox, yeah. which is being an RA over apartments, um, making connections, building community, mm-hmm. and really helping um, students who live on campus um, have a great experience. Yes. And that's almost like the polar opposite of <laughs> what you are trying to get your your like whole self to prepare for, which mm-hmm. is the future and mm-hmm. beyond. So what is that like for you? Well, I think that's honestly part of why I applied to be an RA is because I mean senior year is stereotypically the year when you kind of just float away from campus and you you don't have to be involved you can I mean you're prepping for the future it's it's just it makes sense to not not be as invested and and I know that that would be really easy for me to do Mm -hmm. Um, and I think that being an RA and what I knew of it um and what I've learned about it has been really good because I it's given me a chance to stay connected to where I am right now. Mm-hmm. And I think that's key in how I think about the future. Because if all I'm doing is constantly thinking about what's next, then wow. this whole year is going to be... I mean, nothing good is going to come out of this year. Yeah. Um, and I think that the community that I've had and the challenges that I've had and the conversations, whether good or hard... Um, have have tied me to what I'm doing right now um, and have given me the chance to hold the future a little bit more loosely. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I mean, yeah, to, this community has given me, given me that, and I think that that's really, really important. Mm-hmm. Can I compliment you? Um, sure. I man. mean, that, that's pretty profound. <laughs> so, like, it's almost like you don't even see them as two separate uh, forces that are going against each other. You feel like they kind of layer over each other and enhance almost both. Yes, yeah, and for sure. That's actually really, really cool to hear, and I respect that a lot. Thanks, man. Well, it makes me think about, like, man, I wish more seniors actually lived on campus. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So... You know, let me just stereotype real quick. Okay, go for it, You know, first years, (laughs) they need a lot of help. Uh You know, they need to be poured into. 
And that's, that's just the way of life. That's the way of college, right? Mm -hmm. But then a lot of them, their junior, senior year, you know, they kind of leave campus. They kind of live off campus and, you know, and, and to, you know, that's probably best for a lot of them, <laughs> but to have like a senior to, to, to be kind of like a, a foundational piece uh, on campus, wherever they're living and to be able to share in their experience and help, you know, third year, second years, even first years, mm -hmm. um, and have conversations and have moments that are really, really significant. I think that's a beautiful image. Thanks. And I feel like you're doing that. Good. Good. I'm trying. Yeah. Do you feel like, like, how would you explain your particular, like, RA experience to people who have no idea or have a very different understanding of what RA means? Mm -hmm. Like, what has your experience been like? And has that been good? Has that been challenging? What about it actually do you feel like you're benefiting from or you're mm -hmm. like taking away even beyond Fox? Mm -hmm. um, I think, I think it's almost hard describing our experience because mm -hmm. I've realized that each one of them is very different yeah. from the other. And I, um, I went into this knowing pretty, I had a pretty good picture of what it would look like yeah. because I've had a lot of friends who've been in res life. Yeah. Um, so I know quite a bit about it. But I feel um, like you're in the, you're in the what's the word the you're like an exception because <laughs> even like i think the the general the average student even on campus uh -huh. um you know i think i think they don't have the whole picture that's true yeah yeah, yeah. and some of them have a very skewed understanding of what yeah ra is and yeah. and even people outside of fox you know a lot of people have a very mm -hmm. specific idea about what ra means yeah. the type of person that is attracted to that kind of job. Mm -hmm. So like, what has yeah. that been for you? Yeah. How would you describe yeah. it? Yeah. Um, so I think one thing that I've been really thankful for is the fact that um, me as a person, mm -hmm. um, I have been able to feel and grow into my role as a leader, mm -hmm. which doesn't sound that crazy, but I think part of what you were saying about the stereotype of an RA, um, I'm, I'm not... I'm not a stereotypical RA at all. Like, uh, what is this? What is um, a stereotypical RA? In that, I'm, not, I'm not super loud. I'm not like, which is not a bad thing. No, it's, it's not a bad. great thing. Yeah. I'm not super loud. I'm not comfortable with uncomfortable situations. I don't just run after people and yell their name. I just, I've been trying to get better at that, but I, I mean, I'm not like this huge party person. I, I'm not, I don't host tons and tons of events all the time for my friends mm -hmm. in general. Um, so I'm, I'm a quiet person and I'm a very one-on-one -on -one person, mm -hmm. not a group person. And I think all of those things are not what I expected. Um, it's not what you tend to expect of an RA. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's been huge in being, being the way that I am and also being encouraged to be like, yeah, actually that's, that's still being a really good leader and that's still really good for this role. Yeah. And, um, I think each personality has a different way of, uh, leaning into this role. Mm -hmm. But, um, but I think that 
my experience has been the ability to take the things that I am good at, the one-on-one, the um, the quieter side, the conversational side, and to be able to lean into this role and be really invested in each person's life. Mm-hmm. Um, and for that, I mean, it means having a lot of conversations. It means talking to people when I run into them. It means knocking on people's doors and um, reaching out to people. Mm-hmm. And I think being, I think that that's been my experience of an RA. Um, also, the the situation that I'm in is in upperclassmen um, halls means that I also once a week get to go around and knock on people's doors in our area yep. and just go talk to them, yep. which has also been really, 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 really good. Yeah. I love that you see yourself, part of your identity, um, it seems like, mm-hmm. is lead, you're a leader. Yeah. What does leadership mean to you personally? Mm-hmm. Um, I think I'm still trying to figure that out because it's taking me a really long time to be able to say that I'm a leader. Mm-hmm. Um, because I, yeah, as I said, I'm not a stereotypical leader yeah. in many ways. Yeah. Um, I think for me, there's, I've started to realize that there's a sense of leadership that is, how do, how do I put this? Um, more of a foundation than a, like, head of the pack. If, yeah. So what, what I mean by that is that like there's some people who are meant to take charge and to go run after things and to just lead everyone and to tell everyone what to do, and yeah. that is really important. But there's also other leaders who are meant to be the one who's like pushing everyone else on to, the, to their what they really want yeah. and to kind of be the one underneath everything. And I think in some ways I can... I've ha- I've been able to fill both roles, mm-hmm. but I think leadership, being able to le- recognize that the person who's just sitting there and listening to someone's story and supporting them and um, being the kind of foundation under everything mm-hmm. is just as important as the person who's sort of heading everything up. Mm-hmm. You mentioned earlier in the conversation, like one way that you found out that you really um, love writing mm-hmm. is that the hard parts only made you want to do it more. Yes. Um, likewise, I'm, I'm wondering, do you feel like you want leadership to be a part of your life mm-hmm. and your vocation? In the like, Do you feel like it's something that you're like, hey, I definitely want to be in a position where where I get to do the, the kind of things that you mentioned? Or is it still something like that you're still like mulling over and thinking through well I think first of all I think that in some ways I don't think I'll ever be able to escape my call as a leader yep. in people's lives yeah so I, I think that. it will always be part of my life sweet whether but that's that, pretty big right it does to even it say is. that it is yeah. yeah yeah whether that becomes something that I'm like pursuing something that is actually titled a leadership role Mm -hmm. um, is something that I'm still pondering. I think that what you said about writing is very, is in some ways very true for being an RA too, that some of the hardest conversations and the hardest moments have been the things that made me really feel like 
this is what's shaping me and this is what uh, this is this is really important um, and in many ways that means that it's been a way of just learning how to be uncomfortable and because a lot of those hard moments are just are the uncomfortable ones yeah. and um, so the ability to do that has made me learn to love it and learn to see how much it's shaped me yeah I think that's so countercultural I, I feel like that posture that philosophy mm-hmm. um, really rings of that old proverb of like whatever doesn't kill you makes you stronger <laughs> and actually like what I'm reading about and what I'm learning about um, some of the sentiment some of the kind of the posture of our culture today is the opposite it's whatever doesn't kill you make you makes you weaker mm-hmm. and it's this idea of like like hard things should be avoided at all mm-hmm. costs because they threaten us and they make us feel unsafe mm-hmm. and I think it's a great reminder that like that your mentality, your posture has led you to become stronger. Mm-hmm. Um, you've accepted challenges and it's, it's put you in positions where you've had to grow. You may have made mistakes or you have maybe have like failed in some of those challenges, but I love the fact that you keep getting back up and wanting to try and attempt those things more and more. Um, and you see that as like a good thing. That's a good, that's a, that's a necessary part of like life mm-hmm. and kind of growing up mm-hmm. and being able to get stronger and more resilient. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. That's cool. All right, Kylie, uh, with the remaining time, mm-hmm. we have a tradition. We do rapid <laughs> fire questions. Okay. So this requires you to be quick apt <laughs> not too much critical deep <laughs> thinking okay so everything that i'm All not right. I, I think these are fun so what enneagram type are you nine wing one are you <laughs> that's good are you an early bird or night owl early bird most favorite word shtick <laughs> i know that about you <laughs> least favorite word moist i guess there's other ones that are worse Moist gets a bad rap. It does. I feel like that's a default. It is a default, but you're giving me a short amount of time. There are worse words. Favorite sound? Uh, river. Who inspires you? My dad. Who has taught you the most about life? My dad. What's your favorite book? Uh, can I have two? Yeah. The Book of Hours by Rainer Rilke and The Brothers Karamazov by Dostoevsky. So much emotions. <laughs> what is your favorite subject or topic? Or like, you know, sub-subject or subtopic? Get nuanced. Like, literature 1900 to the present. Is that what you're looking for? Sure. So 20th century literature? 20th century literature. Wow, okay. That's cool. What's overrated? Um, oh, gosh. Staying up late. What's underrated? Um, goodness. Goodness? That's a good one. Oh, I mean, yeah, that too. <laughs> 
And waking up early. Waking up early and tea? Yes. Tea Tea itself. Tea while waking up early? That's even better, but I think tea gets underrated. Favorite tool or object that you carry around with you all the time? Um... Trying to think of something unique, but I can't think of anything. I you don't I really have like a like felt pen. A oh no, I pen. have my special pen. It's What's a your special 0. pen? Zero point three eight sized pen. Well, you're like Sarah. Yeah. She she likes point zero three eight or whatever. Them. It's the best. It's size. a random arbitrary it's a, number. No, it's not. It's the best size. It's the be- those those are underrated. That's what's underrated. <laughs> those pens. Favorite brand or company. Black Diamond. What'd you say? Black Diamond. Oh, so yeah, you're a climber. Yeah. You love Black Diamond. I, just, I mean, if you gave me a different genre, I could give you a different brand, but. When do you feel strongest? Um, when I am around my, when I'm climbing, actually. When do you feel weakest? Either when I am riding when I'm climbing <laughs> or in confrontation yeah. what's one of your rules of life oh goodness um, thankfulness is foundational yeah that's so good well thanks Kylie yeah if people want to connect with you and reach out to you and encourage you mm-hmm where can they find you on the internet? Um, Facebook and Instagram. What's your Instagram handle? At K-N Palpant. K-N-P-A-L-P-A-N-T. K-N Palpant. Okay. Well, awesome. How do you feel? Great. Did you like this? Yeah. This, this is your first podcast this, recording? This is my first podcast recording. Amazing. Wasn't it fun? Yeah, it was. <laughs> Super fun. Yeah, well, you can find me, Minsu Choi, on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and every other platform in existence <laughs> at I am Minsu Choi. Very simple, very creative. Nice, man. Well, Kylie, thanks so much for doing this. This is this was Thank a wonderful you, man. time. This was fun.